0: All right, we're back with the Inouye group. Um, Yeah, so in this group, we have Salt Lake City, Inglewood, and Mobile. And Inglewood, Mobile, and Billings. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we'll start with Salt Lake City. So Salt Lake City, brought in the 11-3 class, replacing the 3-2 class. So they lose some really good players, Tanner Inouye, J.C. DeVita, and bring in some, uh, yeah, bring in some studs. yeah uh so their main guy i would say is Shaheen baker i was on a tie man it hurts uh it hurts to see your ties go to other players but at least you went to the p n t t uh team so uh but yeah this guy i mean this rate this guy's uh recorded um his his uh scouted stats were our scouted ratings were awesome and he came in even better um, as a recruit, so he's gonna be he's gonna be a stud. Um, and honestly, you know, it, it, obviously you can't really play replace uh, anyway, but you know that helps a lot. You know, <laughs> so yeah. Any thoughts on this? I mean, Corey Cushman's not bad at all either. Mm-hmm. You know? very efficient score, 60.2%. So it seems like they'll fit into the power forward, small forward, or maybe Baker will play center. Um, but this team seems like they won't miss too much.
1: Yeah. And, uh, what strikes me about this freshman class is, uh, both Baker and Cushman can defend for sure. Um, but I love Baker's passing. I mean, he just does everything so well. And, uh, both of them are averaging double digit rebounds in high school, but over six and a half combined offensive rebounds between those two. Um, you know, I could see them both fitting into the starting lineup here and thinking if they're creating second chance opportunities for this team, um, who's already a really, really talented team, um, they could be really, uh, just lethal in this tournament.
2: Yeah. Um, you Know the freshman clearly, um, just to I feel like I just have to touch on you know NUA again, just because you know, I don't think even the stats just really show like how great of a player he was. I mean, I know, he's yeah, a, like a plus 10, kind of just like excellent, like almost in every category kind of guy. I, I know I'm like, he was a big tie, I was in on him, and yeah, me like, too, a <laughs> couple times with some strong players at small forward, and he just ate them alive, you know, every time. I was always surprised to look and see that he would only be scoring like 17 points a game because he was always going for like 25 plus against my excellent or good defending guys against him. And so, yeah, yeah. he's just, a, just such a great player. And, and you know, even bringing in really good freshmen, I, I do think that it is it is going to be a step down just because those guys are rare and it's hard to come by them. So I just want to, you know, overstate that on him on that one. You know, that said, you know, you're still bringing in, you know, a great class of big men. Um, I thought Cushman as well was a guy that's you know probably going to, you know, would maybe slot into one of those starting uh, forward spots. Uh, but he actually came off the at least at least in the scrimmage that I had against him. He had, Cushman was coming off the bench. So you know, if you can bring a guy like that off the bench, you know, it still shows you the depth and talent on the rest of your squad. Yeah, for sure. He's sure. got a
1: pretty easy road compared to some other teams in the tournament. Um their their second week here, Hershey Dearborn, Billings, uh three teams outside of the top fifty. Um so the the crystal ball could be in a good spot for Salt Lake here.
0: Yeah, I will say Dearborn's I I don't think we should underrate Dearborn. Dearborn brings back um all five of their starters from um from the number twenty-five team in the country last year. Um and uh they brought in a decent class too, not not horrible, you know. So but anytime you can they brought in Cameron Braids, uh Bradford uh who looks pretty good and Ryan Oliveira is just a stud. So they're they they're gonna be a lot better than their um preseason ranking shows. But um I do see your point. Uh I think yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean Rockford definitely is gonna I mean, I thought they were going to take a step step back last year, but,
1: you know. um, Sure. Yeah, we'll we'll see. It's just interesting. Sorry, one last thing on it. It's just interesting that uh, they have Eugene in their conference, who's a PNTT team, um, and then Carson City at number 15 preseason, they have to play twice. So (laughs) even if their schedule isn't brutal enough in the PNTT, their conference looks like it's pretty loaded at the top. Yeah yeah the top's really great yeah and olympia is an up and coming team too
0: um or at least you know they had a decent a decent run last year with not the best talent um so uh cool uh any other thoughts did you have any yeah you shared a few thoughts so um uh j d so so next let's look at billings so billings uh brought in the number one sixty six 126 class replacing the 7868 class so tough to lose that um, type of class I don't know uh, it's nice to have some height in a guy like Jacob Hudson uh, but um, yeah you're losing Shane Richards, Garrett Anderson, you still have Riley Hanson uh, this should be an interesting team uh, what
2: are your guys thoughts on them? Yeah, So, yeah, Go ahead. Al Park and Riley, thank you, I guess, uh, is what you look at here. So, yeah, Garrett Anderson was a was a solid, um, you know, power forward and center. I mean, it looks like they, they switched the lineup around a little bit because it looks like Hanson's not necessarily a strong defender or maybe not sure about rebounding. I don't know how much small forward he played, but um, he's clearly the scorer. And uh, he's a guy that, you know, they need to get more shots for him, you know, as well, you know. Uh, you know, he took sixteen point four shots. You know, better than sixty percent true shooting, almost sixty percent from the field. So, he's the guy. They just, you know, they need to get him even more shots than what he's getting right now, uh, in my opinion, and and see what he can do with it. And uh, yeah, Hudson looks like a guy that can will probably step into that vacated uh, front court spot. But that it, but he is a downgrade from from Anderson. So I'm sure they probably missed out on you know some ties. So I'm sure it's a disappointing signing day. Um, but, you know, Hanson's a younger, so still so has some eligibility left, and he'll be a, a fun guy to to watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm looking a little bit at the point guard position um, just because Ethan Padilla was uh, a guy from uh, our team's hometown. So um I forget if we were on him to the end or if he was just in our net, but he was certainly a guy that we looked at Um and it's interesting to me that he averaged three and a half turnovers last year at point guard. And then um, Billings went out and signed Jesus Krueger, who uh, averaged almost three turnovers as a true point guard at 5'11". Um, so it's just interesting to me to see if, if that's any kind of competition, if they're looking at uh, Jeff Parson, who played backup point guard at all, um, and if ball, if ball security is an issue for this team. They weren't mm. crazy in turnovers last year, uh, about 13 a game. Um, but when your point guard's getting close to three, four turnovers, I, I think it raises a little bit, raises some eyebrows, and you wonder um, what's going on and if they need to make any adjustments.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes it's just lack of options. And, I mean, at least looking at the guys last year on the team, you know, backup shooting guards not a guy that's gonna play point guard and Parson, a backup point guard um you know was just barely and just actually just under two to one so and then so yeah they're they're definitely missing you know a, a distributor hmm. um which would definitely help out but yeah they'll need to see some improvement from padilla there um or have him shoot more as well because he's about a sixty percent shooter if he's if he if he's gonna struggle with distribution. Yeah shooting a little bit more too
1: and it's tough when your team is so guard heavy but you don't have a guy Mm -hmm. who can really distribute well yeah
0: yeah always um all right let's move on to the next team we got the mobile homes coach by coach crown 78 um they brought in the uh they brought in the 153 158 class replacing the 226 233 class um three bench players. None of them did amazing uh, last year, but they bring back Julian Moore 20. I mean, he had 28.3 points a game last year and 56% shooting, which is crazy for a center. Uh, 9.8 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 1.6 steals, 1.9 blocks per, I guess those were per 30. I I changed it quick (laughs) on myself. Um, so even more, uh, yeah, this is an interesting team. Um, they didn't bring in a great class by any means. Um, they're fine. They, some solid players that will help, but they had a couple players on the bench that I feel like really should have probably got a little more time. Um, Kevin Clark played great when he was in there. He's plus 8.5 compared to, uh, Jason Holmes plus 2.3 per 30. Um, those are all per-30 numbers. And then Aaron Mack, um, he didn't have the greatest numbers, but um, but he also had a much higher um, plus-minus than Jensen Moore. Um, I'd at least like to see Grant get into the lineup uh, personally, but, you know, um, Coach has to figure it out himself. Any thoughts on this team? I feel like they're good. They, I mean, they got that freshman class of 27-1, but the only one starting is Julian Moore even if the other the other two can't be that bad if it's ranked that high.
1: Yeah. And Jesse Johnson didn't even play last year. Part of that 27 uh, one class and he was an N.A. Yeah. Um, just looking at him real quick, he was uh, eight points, 3.6 assists at point guard in high school, but 3.3 3 turnovers. So um, that kind of tells you why he didn't get any minutes last year. Um yeah, I would love to see this team figure out some more balance, but the question is is where the offense is going to come from. Um, they're, they were just so – leaned so heavily on more last year. Um, and you wonder if that takes a toll. Uh, yeah. Obviously. How much more can he handle, you know? Yeah, exactly. And he's doing it at both ends of the court as well, you know, being the guy to rebound uh, on defense and then score on the other end. Uh, is a lot to ask.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's always interesting to look at a, a team that has only one guy that was in double digits, um, you know, for your your lineup. Although I guess if you do per thirty, you know, you get a second guy, but you know, it's clearly – has been a one-man show, and you know, you, yeah, they so they were you know uh you know they missed the NTT, but they were one of the the last eight out, yeah, know, team, even the PTT. So even being you know kind of one-dimensional, you know. You know, we'll see on the, the lineup construction part, but, you know, clearing out, you know, a 200 plus class is, you know, one of the greatest feelings and, you know, and drive the lane, you know, mm-hmm. when if you, one of those classes, you just, you know, you circle on your calendar like when that class graduates. And even if signing day wasn't great, um, you know, the guys coming in, you know, don't look like anything special. Um, you know, Lewis looks like he was probably like a walk on type, but, you know, Marillo and Kenny, Um, probably improve the depth of this team a little bit and maybe gives them a few more options, maybe a couple different lineup combinations they can try. But, you know, you'd you'd just like to think that on total talent, you know, that should be able to kind of push them up into the the NTT after being so close this year. But ultimately, yeah, they do need to find a second contributor to try and help take the load off more a little bit. And I do think part
1: of what handcuffs this team is uh, their lack of height. Um, they've got four guys, six, eight and over, and those four guys are just pretty much locked in the two power forward and center positions. So as much as I would love to see Kevin Grant in the starting lineup, um, then what do you do with Jason Holmes? You can't bump him up to, to small forward because then you lose, you know, one of your only taller guys, um they didn't bring in any size that helps with that. So it, it just makes for a difficult rotation. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the last team. We got the Ingle.
0: We got Englewood. Inglewood um, is. Uh, so they're the fourth seed in this uh, group, but they have a solid team. They brought in the 110 94 class replacing the two Oh five five two thirteen class. And really, as you look at this, you know, nothing, nothing flashy, but, Solid classes all around, um, headlined by that sophomore, twenty five sixty three class. They bring back all five starters from a PTT team last year. Um, Tommy, uh, Markland and then, uh, Quentin Clark looks pretty nice. He seems like the perfect type of small forward. They needed a small forward. Um, they were playing Jack Ross there last year. Um, a six, two guy, which that is not his natural position whatsoever. Um, so maybe Jack plays a little more point guard. Maybe he comes to the bench and uh uh Leonardo Hernandez um moves to the bench. I'm not sure, but uh but he's got a little more options with a guy like Clark and then some other big guys and Jaquan Edwards and Michael Diggs. Some just getting height is just always really nice. I, I love I do love Jaquan mm-hmm. Edwards. Um I mean, just, he seems like the perfect power forward center that they need. He can pass, he can shoot, he can, or he
1: can pass, rebound and defend. I mean, that's, those are great. And he's the perfect complement to Gabe Parks if, if Parks stays at the power forward. Um, mm-hmm. I think Edwards jumps in there, realizes he doesn't have to be a huge scorer, can focus on, you know, the athletic parts of the game, uh, protecting the rim, um, and is a huge upgrade from Levi Nelson, who I think moves to the bench for the game. Yeah. You know
0: what I might like to see is actually if you put Mark Markland at some point guard, um, or at least try it. I know he doesn't have a positive assisted turnover ratio, and then just go big with Clark, um Clark Parks, Edwards, and Nelson. I think that that could be a kind of cool lineup and a big one. It's
2: always nice to have some size like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think this this freshman class is kind of underrated, you know, yeah. by the by the magazines a little bit. I think Clark was a guy that I looked at maxing, and so I know he's a he's a good player and a definite you know instant impact guy in the lineup. And you know, maybe they throw him a point guard. Um, hmm. uh, you know, he had a pretty good you know assist to turnover ratio and can score. I mean, six seven at point guard is not ideal by any stretch, but. Uh, yeah, if you're looking to Im- improve the point guard play, you know, you can throw his hat in the ring as well. Yeah, And yeah, Levi Nelson did okay, you know, blocked a few shots, but definitely doesn't look like, you know, the kind of guy that can't, you know, lose a starting job, especially to someone like Edwards. So another team graduating a 200 plus class. And I think uh, the magazines are a little harsh on them and, you know, bringing in some good players. And I think that uh, they should have, you know, they were barely in the PTT last year, but I expect them to I think they'll shoot up quite a bit um, to at least the top end of the PTT but de- and definitely in the, in the bubble conversation for sure. Yeah.
0: All right, cool. Well, that's the end of the group. What are – yeah, what are you guys picking for this group?
2: So we talked a little bit about kind of the schedule early on, you know, it's all Lake City having a, you know, a tough schedule overall. But I think they actually lucked out when it comes to their individual group. Um, I, I don't see any of the other three teams honestly, you know, having a chance to knock them off. Um, so I, I, they're going to sweep the, the the three games here in the group. Um, and I, I, feel, I feel pretty strongly about that. And uh, so it's just for them, you know, there, there could be some, I do think they could have some hangups in the, in the non-conference though, or that the out of division. So, you know, five and one, is probably likely, but I could see four and two from them as well. So, I don't know if one of these other teams can get hot. Um, Can Julian Moore carry mobile, mobile, mobile Um, Inglewood? I've talked them up a little bit. Um, I I don't think, I don't think Billings is going to do it. So I I think if anyone else could challenge, I think it'd be Inglewood.
1: Yeah. I'm actually going to take Inglewood just to show them some love. I mean, Salt Lake City is, is an elite team for sure. Um, I just love Jaquan Edwards and uh, Inglewood has a viable road to win this group. Um, they're not the most talented team in the group, but they play 115 Bloomington, 185 Clemson and 136 Albuquerque um, in their out group games. So they're definitely going to get some wins. Um, they have guys coming back that, uh, you know, know this system that coaches put together. Um, this is still a relatively new coach, maybe four or five seasons under his belt, I think um and it 's fun to to really see this team hit their stride, so um Markland I think is excited for this tournament um him and parks uh you know are going to lead the way, and then when you add a guy like Edwards in there, uh, I think this team can get it done
0: yeah and it 's always nice playing a team like Salt Lake City first get uh, it out of the way you know before they. Yeah, before they can figure, maybe before they can figure out their lineup, you know. You got a team in Inglewood returning uh, all five starters, and then you got, I mean, yeah, there will be an adjustment period. There always is. Um, for Salt Lake City, they have, they have talent, but you got to figure out how to use it, and sometimes that takes is, takes a long time, you know, and, um, and all the other games are winnable for them. I'm not saying they're favorite in all of them, but there's no, no one out there that's like, oh, they can't right run that game. So that that's an interesting point. I was, I'm still going to take Salt Lake City. I think they're, they're just good enough. And um, I think Inglewood will drop one somewhere, but, um but yeah, I think, I think they'll, I think they'll scare Salt Lake City a little bit.
2: Agree. All
1: right. Um, players to watch. We didn't talk about uh, Jacob Hudson from Billings very much. Um, double, double plus three assists in high school uh, and two blocks played center at six, eight, probably slides into the power forward position. Um, uh, we talked about Anderson leaving um, not a huge flashy guy, but I think a really solid player and going to make an impact on that team. Yeah. Yeah. And while we, while I, you know,
2: through a little shade on Salt Lake City being, you know, based on their out of division schedule, you know, the reason why they're still the favorite in this group. You know, we talked about the the freshmen coming in, but I don't think we really touched a whole lot on um their returning seniors. So Jason Gardner, Jonathan Parker, uh, you know, Salt Parker is a very solid center. And mm-hmm. then Gardner a wing, you know, that does a little bit of everything, plays defense and can score. Um, so you know, just wanna, you know, throw a little mention out there to those guys. Um, Actually, I guess Gardner's just going to be a a junior, but um, the veterans coming back on that team um, are going to, you know, be the ones that have to, you know, carry this team through the group.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: Jaheim Baker is going
0: to – yeah, it's going to be fun to watch him um, play and Corey Cushman, uh, you know, obviously mobile has got their guy and um, I'm forgetting his name. (laughs) uh julian moore uh so there's just yeah there's some there's some real good star power in here i'm excited to see how it plays out and should be a good group so good luck to everybody and uh hope you enjoy thanks